Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. I want to talk to you this morning about the Lord, my protector. The Lord, my protector. Hallelujah. And I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Psalm chapter 18. And so this morning in the Hebrew it would be Elohim Shomri, the Lord my protector. And it says in Psalm 18 verse 2, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I trust. My buckler or my shield and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. That's a lot of things to say about one God. He is all of these things to us. And he's not just to us. Who, who are, I can't say he's that to me because I'm a preacher. He's that to everybody. He is your God. And if he is your God, then he is your protector. Doesn't matter what's going on. And so I'll just say this like it was, it was part one of tonight's message. You have to understand to be able to live at peace, you have to understand who God is in your life. Amen. It's wonderful to have you here with us. This is Victoria's mom. It's so fantastic to have you here visiting. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. She's here visiting and spending some time with Victoria this week. And so we are, we're so thankful that we don't just have a God who lives out there, but he is with us. He's with us. The Bible here talks about, he says, he said, he's my buckler. Or my shield. That is my protector. If you're into the Marvel comics things, you have Captain America who his famous thing is his shield. That's what it is. That's that's what makes him the superhero, his shield. But you understand this, that God is our shield. I don't need a superhero, um, a superhero power. I just need God with me. God is with me. And God's with you. He is your protector. Amen? Now, let me say this. As I was studying for this, the Lord spoke to me, and, and I'll get some more into the, some more of this tonight, but fear and fantasy is what Satan uses to unhinge people from the word of God. Fear and fantasy. He uses to unhinge people from the word of God, to draw you away from the truth of the word and into the soulish realm. Okay? Because if you if you are if you're living in the headlines, there's a chance that there's some fear that tries to creep onto you. Would you admit that? Amen. Amen. And if you're living at the movies, like some churches preach the movies, that'll never happen here. Amen. 
river at the movies. No, it's not that. I've got enough to preach. I don't need a movie's help. Hallelujah. But there's some people, that's their life. They live in the movies. Whether it's in the theater or they just, there's so much that streams in the homes and everything like that. And they live a life of fantasy. You can't live a life of fantasy or a life of fear and be connected to the word of God so that it's powerful in your life. You can be aware of it, but it'll never be powerful to you if that's your focus. If Netflix is your thing, the word of God is not. If the headlines are your things, then the word of God is not. And you know, you know, what's, what's your go-to? What's your go-to? What do you find yourself, you know, times when I've just got to, I just need to, what do you do? Do you go into the word? Or do you go into the news? Or do you go into some fantasy realm? It shows you what you're connected to, actually. Where your strength comes from. Ooh, am I scratching in somebody's kitty litter box here? Making a big stink. And it's, not like, and it's not like I don't understand that. Because uh, I actually used to be in that place. But I, but I realize, and, and I'll say this, with, with men, men are, are creatures of habit. Men are creatures of habit. I know about ladies, but I don't live in that realm. As a man, I don't have a feminine side of me. Not at all. That's my wife. That's why God gave me a wife. And she's all the femininity I need. But as guys, guys are creatures of habit. And it's easy for us to get drawn into habitual things, especially when it engages our eyes. And if you're a guy here and you don't say amen, you're just not wanting to admit the way it is. Okay, because it's every single guy's deal. Yeah. It's every single guy's deal. Okay, so you have to guard your eyes. And you have to guard what you plug into. And if you continually plug into something, it will be addictive to you, and it'll be hard for you to break away from it. Right. And then you'll develop a soul tie with that thing. Amen. And you'll feel very close to it. You'll feel very close to it. And thankfully, I discovered this about myself in my, I think it was in my, my mid-twenties, and, um, and uh, with, with a computer game. And I, I got into that, and I started, and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun and everything like this. And so I got into it, and all of a sudden, hours flew by. And I was like, what in the world? What happened? Where did all my time go? It had been all in this here, and I was, it was in the midst of something I was trying to solve a mystery. And so I was looking for clues and just going all around inside of this, inside of this game and everything like that. It wasn't sin. There was, nothing, there was nothing sinful about it or anything like that. But I realized it sucked my time out. Yeah. And, when it, and when I realized one day I had lost six hours, I was like, never again will that happen to me. I will never give up time like that yeah. for no profit. I don't care what it is. I'm never going to do that. No profit. Golf's not that way. I win. 
No, unless I'm playing with less, then okay, then I just get hit with the golf ball. Say, from, from behind, say, hurry up up there, come on. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't hit me. He lands one foot from me. Whack! And I'm like, oh my gosh, I better hurry up. Amen. Very precise golfer. Um, but the thing is, is that, is that what, you, what you give your time to, you become the slave of. Amen. God didn't intend for you to be a slave of anything. You are a free person. You're a free person. But what you give of yourself should be an offering. I'll give my time to the word. I'll give, man, I I will. I'll lose myself in the word of God. I'll lose myself in studying. and, And hours can go by with that. But I come away from there strong. Not going like, crud, I wasted time. Never wasted time. It added to me. And I'm bettered because of it. I invest in my family. I invest in my, my marriage. I invest in things that, are, that, have, that have return. Amen? Are you out there? I invest in things that have return. Hallelujah. And so it's not that you can't do something, you know, a little bit on the side and everything, but when you find out that a, a major part of your time has been taken away, you have been robbed. Amen. You've actually been robbed. And you watched the robbing take place, and you did not protest. You just stood there and like, eh, it's taking that away from me. Okay, well, whatever. But you're the only one that can do something about that. And so you have to determine this is, this is what it is. This is the way things are. But I was talking about fear and fantasy. Tonight I'll get into more of the fantasy part of stuff. But the thing is, is that we have to understand that God, I I don't need, I don't need, it's not like I don't know about the superheroes. I do. I have sons. And so I'm aware and I've gone and I've, I've watched superhero movies with them and, um, and, and then ask questions during it and they get irritated. Why did he do that? What's, what's happening? Well, you should have seen the other three. I didn't, I didn't, I'm sorry. So you have to explain to me now quickly. Amen. Tell me about this or else I'm going to ask everybody in here. Amen. What's going on? And I wouldn't have a problem doing that either. Hallelujah. Just to hear people groan. Oh, it's that guy back. But God is our shield. He's our shield. He will protect us. I want you to look over in 2 Samuel chapter 22 right now. And I want to lay just the foundation quickly here of, of the word of God. And then, and then we'll, begin to, we'll begin to kind of explain some things. It says in, in Psalm, uh, sorry, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. I'll get there eventually myself. I'm turning. You just don't see the pages turning. 2 Samuel 22, verse 2. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield. Elohim Shomri, and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, and my refuge, my Savior, thou savest me from violence. Thou savest me from what? Violence. This ought to be Israel's primary scripture right here. Because that word in Hebrew that is translated right there, violence, is Hamas. That is where they get their name. Their name in Hebrew means violence. And so this ought to be what Israel proclaims right now. And to make no bones about it, I stand with Israel. Amen. 
I'm not an Israeli. I don't blow a shofar. I don't wear a prayer shawl, but I stand with Israel. I don't have to be like them to be with them. Amen. I am who I am. Amen. And God even loves me, a Gentile. A lowly Gentile. He still loves me. And I'm cool with that. Hallelujah. I don't even have to wear a hamaka. It would cover up some stuff, though. Keep me from shining on my back. When I'm in other churches, people say, I saw you were at church. I saw the back of your head. There's nobody like that head right there. But he's my refuge, my savior, my, uh, thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. That sounds like some pretty bad stuff right there. David's writing this actually. In my distress... I called upon the Lord and he and cried to my God and he did hear my voice out of his temple and my cry did enter into his ears. God heard me. Does God hear you when you cry out to him? Does God hear you when you say, God, help me? How many of you ever been in a place where you were desperate for God to come through for you? Well, look, 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 look. Keep your hands up if you've, been, if you've been in a desperate place and you cried out for God to help you. Look around at all the hands. Look, God helped them. They're still here. Look at them. These are all survivors right now. Why? Because God came and he helped you. The devil did not take you out. He didn't take you out. You're watching there today. Might be sitting at home watching on ABC television. But you know what? You're alive, aren't you? God is with you. He's with you because he heard you. And God doesn't go, yeah, I hear you. Good luck. He comes and he helps us. Amen. Elohim Shomri. He helps us. And so I may have people come against me. And I know I, I, I have people that come against me personally. Todd Holmes. I know not everybody likes me. I have, some, I have some wonderful people that hate me and that talk bad about me, that try their very best to curse me, although it does not work. And to any witches that might be listening, too bad. Why? Because my God is a shield around me. Not because I'm anything. I'm nothing. But God is with me. And like a shield, he surrounds me. Not just in front of me. He's everywhere around me. He's above me. He's beneath me. He's side to side. Amen. So why do I fear if I know that God is my shield? If he is Elohim, Shammai to me, he is to you. So you should not fear. Though the mountains be shaken, though they be removed, yet I will not fear. I'm going to be good. 
I'm going to be good. If you hear that there's some terrible thing that's taken place, you kind of oh, this is where Pastor Todd and Katie's house was. Let's go and let's see what happened to them. You drive up our street. Even if every house is destroyed, I'm going to be standing on top of the rubble. Saying, hey, did you bring some lunch? I can't get in the fridge. I was praying that God would bring some, some lunch to me. It's better. I mean, I can believe for that. I mean, the, the, the prophet had a bird at least bring food to him. I'm going to believe for people. Amen. So I don't have to eat after a bird. But, but the thing is, is when you, when you conspire against me, when you plot against me, when you talk against me, all you're doing is coming against God. I'll just let you know. That's what happens. That's what happens. You're fighting against God. You're going to lose. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to lose. Ain't going to work. Ain't going to work. And I know, I know I'm going to be okay because I make it a priority of mine to walk in a purity before God. The Bible says the curse causeless cannot come. If I open the door and there's a cause, that there's something that the enemy has of his inside of me, then he has access to attack that. But if I walk in purity before God, then the curse causeless, the Bible says, cannot alight. It can't come on me. It's like you've heard a fly won't land on a hot stove. Amen. And so I'm going to stay hot. I'm going to stay, I mean, I'm, I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to turn the heat up. I turn the heat up in the church. That's why we don't have cold services. Amen. Because the enemy will work in cold churches. Even Luke, especially lukewarm. That's like the temperature of vomit. Flies are all over that stuff. Amen. I'm going to keep it hot in here. Not just by, you might cool it down a little bit though. It's a little warm up here. But Psalm chapter 3, it says in verse 1, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many are there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. I'm walking around like this. I'm walking around like this. I'm lifting my head. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. I look you in the eyes. Amen. Don't look at my bald spot. You're going to look at my eyes here. Amen. You're my glory and you're the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I laid me down and I, I didn't toss and turn. I laid me down and I slept. I laid down and I slept. I went to sleep. He was like, how was your night? Oh, I tossed and turned. I've got bills due. I have people. There's, there's trouble here, trouble there. No. Like the music man. Oh, you got trouble. 
Yes, you got in trouble. The capital T, that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. No. That's old. Okay. The music man. I laid me down and I slept. And I awaked for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. I, I, Dr. Christine, I is one person, isn't it? It's I, I, me, myself, by myself, by myself. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. Not just that they're around me, but who have set themselves against me round about. Everywhere I look, there's people that are trying to take me out. I will not be afraid. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon ow, upon their cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth. I'm not going to do this. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Yes. Yes. Selah. I like that word selah. That means stop and think about it. Stop and consider that. Think about this. Sometimes you just need to say some things to the devil and go like, Selah. Amen. Think about this devil after you read a scripture to him. Think about this. Psalm 62, verses 5 through 7. My soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. Again, he is my defense. Elohim Shomri. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength, my refuge is my God. Now, I want to tell you, this is a powerful thing for us to know. And, for a, and, and you can read this and you can say, oh, you know, he said this is a good verse for, for the people of Israel to know. And, and so they ought to be confessing this, that God is, a, God is with them, even though they're surrounded by people of violence and everything like that. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But for you too. Amen. This is for you. Right. This, today, this is for you. Yeah. This is for you. Yeah. Amen. Because you don't know what's coming completely to the United States of America. But I want to tell you what you see over there. Don't be surprised if you begin to see it here. And so you better learn that the God Almighty is your defender. And you better learn how to how to have him defend you now when all you have coming against you right now is just some neighbor's words. Oh, that hurts me so bad. I, I can't go to church because my neighbor talked bad about me. Oh. You puny-hearted person. Or my family. My family said something and that, that crushed me. And so, you know, they, they did something that hurt me. How many of you ever had family hurt you? Yeah, like everybody raise your hand. Like. <laughs> your family, they hurt you bad. Sometimes they don't mean to. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. They know your buttons and they love just go like pee. Pee. 
They don't just push the button, they lean on it. <laughs> but you can't let that take you out. Suck it up, buttercup. Begin to speak the word of the Lord. Don't let that bother you. Let it, let it go off you. Because I want to tell you, if you don't learn how to overcome against these relatively small things, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you're surrounded by 10,000s of people who have set themselves against you everywhere you look? You know what you'll do? I'm not going to be afraid. For my God is with me. My God is with me. Even if I die, I'm going to be present with the Lord immediately. But I want to tell you, the word says that he's going to deliver me. He will deliver me. Hallelujah. Deliverance is coming. Deliverance is mine. That's why I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. There's always going to be people in your life who misunderstand you. And people who don't like you. I don't care how wonderful you are. In fact, probably the more, the more there are the, of people that talk good against you, there's going to be more people that don't like you. Amen. It's just like, I just don't like them. Why don't you like them? I, I just don't. There's something about them. I just don't like them. <laughs> well, what specifically? I don't know. I don't even know them, but I don't like them. And there's people like that. There's people that are just really upset. I mean, people they don't know at all, they'll talk against. They'll talk terrible about. They don't know squat against them. Case in point, like Joel Osteen. I mean, that young man, I mean, he gets a big, a huge smile in the world. Hello, neighbor. Hello, friend. And he starts off, he'll tell a joke and everything like this. And you don't see how their services run. They have Holy Ghost services down there. It's a Holy Ghost service. But you know, they don't, they don't put all of that on television. It's not like our services on ABC. You go, when you watch our ABC program and you walk into our church, you're not surprised. You're like, this is what they said is going to happen. It sure is. It? Pastor coming right up to you. He's like right there. Whoop. Because we show all of that. Because we don't want to have people coming in here having a coronary walking in the door. What are they doing? We show the power of God's in operation. Amen. It's, in, it's on purpose. I'm not going to misrepresent what this church is about. You come in here, you already know. This is God's moving. He's moving like a hurricane. Get ready. But I want to tell you, you're always going to have people that, 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 that don't like you. They'll talk against you. Like I said, you know, Joel Osteen, I mean, you're just, just a, a, a man who, who is in a position who didn't want to take the position. He did not want to be pastor there. His father, John, told him, you're taking my place. And he said, no, I just want to do the behind the scenes. I just want to do the video stuff. That's all I do. You know, he edits their own program. He does all of that himself. And literally his first Sunday when he stepped onto the pulpit, he took his father's shoes. His father had passed away. He put his father's shoes on his feet and he walked in there so he could be walking in what his father had done. 
Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.